good afternoon or morning or whatever you want to call it right now. I am Pastor Neil Wiemens. This is just a random podcast recording type thing that I'm going to do right now. Um, I guess you could call it Pastor Neil's ramblings while he's in the car or whatever you want to call it. Um, Right now I'm on the way. I'm on Highway 20. I'm heading towards Sioux City. Um, I'm going to go visit one of our members in the hospital. And, you know, when I'm driving in the car, I, I, I have thoughts. I think a lot. It's a great place to just run through ideas, um, plans. This is where a lot of my sermons get written. And so I just, this is what you call spontaneously random thought moment. And I thought, you know, this would be a great place to just kind of talk and um, do kind of a podcast is when I'm on the road like this. And so uh, today I was thinking about uh, one of those kind of this random thought topic that I've had is because normally when I do these random thoughts, I think, well, when I get home, I'm going to talk about this. I'll go record a podcast. Well, when I get home, I never do it. Um, so I'm in the car. I'm thinking about it. Might as well talk about it. Well, Lately, I've been starting to do, some of you are aware of this, I've been doing, I've been streaming video games on Twitch. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead Redemption 2. The other game I tend to play is uh, is Destiny 2 Forsaken. And the question that I think can naturally come from people is, why play video games? Even I'm, I'm 36 years old. I'm a 36-year-old pastor. And here I am, I'm still playing video games. And there are people, and I've, we haven't had this discussion on, um, on a Facebook group that I was on. And people were, were talking about in terms of relationships. They said they would never date a person who was a gamer. And, I've, and as I've been thinking about this, and we've had conversations about this, I think it's time to give a defense of video gaming from the perspective of Luther of a pastor. Okay, first off, I want to deal with one first elephant in the room when it comes to this topic, and that is the issue of violence in video games. And there's been this theory, and it's been this way. I So I was in, um, let's see, I was in, uh, I was, I think I was a freshman in high school. No, sophomore in high school. I was, in a, I was a sophomore in high school. When Columbine happened, and that was, you know, as a school shooting was one of the first. It was probably one of the, probably really the first truly major school shooting in the United States. I mean, there was others, but that was the one that really kind of began this awful trend in our country. And I remember the one of the things people immediately looked at is they looked at the video games. They saw that they played games like Doom. Duke Nukem, which were, you know, very violent video games. They had really graphic details. And so they thought, ah, see, the video games are the problem. Well, that narrative has largely disappeared, but it still lingers around. It's the same thing with the violent movies, violent television. And here's the simple thing. A lot of the the very simple way to explain this away, I believe, is just look at the overarching 
statistics. Statistically speaking, the we have this idea that right now um, it is we, are, we live in the most dangerous era in the history of the United States, and the facts are actually quite different. We think that we are very likely to get shot, to be murdered um, by violence and all that, all that stuff. But you look at the data, and the murder rate is the lowest it's been. It's it's amongst the lowest it's been in the history of this country. It's extremely low. I mean, the murder rate was the highest in the 70s, 80s, and 90s. Now, many have said that that has something to do with the unleaded gas, um, do with leaded gas. That might have been part of the problem. Uh, but either either way that um, the murder the murder rate has gone down the crime problems have gone down massively now think about your typical TV show from the 70s think of your even your video games from the 70s and 80s I mean you had Pong or Asteroids definitely not violent or if they were violent they're the graphics were too low to really make any real impact on anyone. Well, in the TV shows, you had things like Brady Bunch, uh, The Jeffersons, uh, Happy Days, uh, you know, all those shows, which are great, fine shows. I watched many of these myself when I was growing up. I watched them mostly in reruns, but I watched them. And but the thing is, is at that time, our culture, our country was more violent than it has ever been in its history. Nowadays, you look at video games, the most popular games are games like Fortnite, Red Dead Redemption. You know, violent video games, yes. And yet, the murder rate is lower. So the, and the, and the thing is, is video game consumption hasn't dropped. It's only increasing. With cell phones and with smartphones and tablets, there's so many ways that people can get access to violent video games. You'd think that there would be a never-ending um, shooting of gun violence in this country, and there isn't. And and so the statistics just doesn't bear it out. Um, so I'm dealing with that. I, I wanted to deal with that. So it just does not show that that is the case. And, the, and besides, when we, were, we grew up, we video games are a virtual version of what many of us have been doing since we were children. When we were little kids, we went around and we played cowboys and Indians or cops and robbers was when I was a kid. We've, done, we've been doing this for years. This is not new, all right? Video games are just a virtual version of doing what we've been imagining in our head for years. Alright? So, so this leads me to the question. So it comes to, to the question, so why play video games at all? And honestly, it just it honestly just very simply is that video games are an outlet. They're, they're a thing to do. Now, I'm going to straight up say, yes, you could become addicted to it. But we could become addicted to so many things. 
People become addicted to sports. People become addicted to news where they're on 24-7 watching the news. There are people that get addicted to social media, to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. You know, people, we all get addicted to different things. We all have our addictions, all right? So video games are not new in that reality, all right? So, but here's the thing that video games bring, and this is the same thing even going to a sporting event. I want you to think about this. I've been, think, I've been thinking about this. You know, I'm single. I have no kids, which honestly for me, that's probably a big part of the reason I have time to still play video games. But, you know, if I had kids, I'd love to sit there and play video games with them. And here, and I'm going to get to a little bit why, and I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to get to this a little bit why. So, because I'm single, you know, I'm not married, I don't have kids, I tend, when I go to, like, a lot of concerts, video, movies, I tend to go by myself. Because if I don't, I don't ever get to do these things. And as a pastor, it's really hard to, you're really cautious about developing close friendships or relationships with anyone in your congregation. And... So and so the kind of creates kind of that loneliness, admittedly. And so what you do, so a lot of times for our movies, for our like going to movies, going to concerts, we go by ourselves. I go by myself. And and I can tell you of the games and the concerts I've been to, do you want to know the most memorable concerts? They're not the ones I went to by myself. They're ones that I went there with someone. That's our memorable things. It's because we bonded with people. You know, I think... <clears throat> I remember going... <clears throat> my most memorable football game to this day... Is when I was in youth group... At, at St. Paul Luther Church in Ankeny, Iowa. We went to a football game. It was the University of Iowa Hawkeyes... For the, versus the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers... And I'm a diehard Golden Gophers fan. And I remember that game more than any other game I've been to. And I was to the opening day of U.S. Bank opening the first regular season home game of U.S. Bank Stadium for the Vikings and the Packers. Was that memorable for me? Yeah. But was far more memorable was being going to the one when I was a and the reason was because of the people that I was with. The moments that we had together. That is where the memories come from. Is we join, we have a good time with one another. Video games are another means. That honestly, <coughs> for socialization. We play, I mean, world of, Okay, so I'm going to go back a little bit into my life. When I was a kid, um, we lived in an apartment at, at the um, at an apartment complex in Ankeny, and one of my really good friends, Matt, lived upstairs for several years. And him and I, we would always, you know, I'd get done in the mornings. I'd go up into his apartment, and we go, we'd play games like WWE, WWF Royal Rumble on the Super Nintendo. 
You know, that's how we and that's how we bond, and that's where our friendships develop. Is while we're playing the games, we are bonding, we were connected. As I got old, and that was actually our relationship. Much of our childhood, we grew up and we connected to each other through the games. That we did stuff outside as well. We played baseball, we played football, we did other stuff, but video games was also one of the ways we bonded. My friend Michael, him and I, uh, when we were in, uh, as we were growing up, he lived up in um, Moorhead, Minnesota. He lived up in Minnesota, and I lived in Ankeny. And every now and then we'd catch up and we hang out. I remember some of the probably one of the most memorable time, funnest, the most fun weekends was we rented the video game uh, WCW NWO Revenge for the Nintendo 64. And the, we had such a blast playing that game. And we could, and we, our friendship, even, you know, we were separated. And we enjoyed connecting and having a blast with one another. All right? And kind of got to be friends with some of his friends that were also up in Minnesota. It was kind of fun hanging out with all of them. You know? it's That was a part. That's how we bonded. Um, I went to college. And I, I went to Concordia University, Wisconsin. And my friend, my roommate, uh, David, uh, we, you know, we had never met each other before then. But I brought my, my Xbox, he had a place, I mean, we, we, we played, and he, I think he had a PlayStation 2, I think he had something. Anyways, we had our video game systems, and you know what? We bonded, we connected, we played like SmackDown, uh, WWE SmackDown, Here Comes the Pain, or we would play, um... We would play, uh, you know, Star Wars, Knights of the Old Republic. We would play, then especially World of Warcraft. And the thing is, we played for years, and even after when I went to seminary, and <clears throat> we were no longer on the same campus with one another, we would connect to each other, talk to each other, while we were raiding and having fun on, on the computer, playing World of Warcraft. We connected across across the country. The main reason I haven't been playing World of Warcraft these days is because well, they're not playing it anymore. Uh, and so again, it's kind of one of the reasons that Twitch is existing. It is a new medium where people are able to do that. And so a couple weeks, a few months ago, somebody showed it to me. It was um, another pastor up in Minnesota, he had shown, he had introduced me to a podcast by a gay, guy named Super Shadow. That's the name of his stream. And he was a pastor, he's a pastor out in the Chicago area. And he's streaming while playing Destiny 2 Forsaken, which is a game that I regularly play. And I'm like, man, this is brilliant to stream and talk about the faith because that's what we've been doing for many of us have been doing this our whole life for a huge chunk of our life 
we've been playing video games and talking about real life issues. We've been playing video games, talking about girls we have a crush on, been talking about what's going on at school, talking about football, talking about our friends, talking about our family, talking about our lives and connecting and communicating with each other. Twitch has created a new way of doing that where we're playing video games. And that's what I started doing last so like last night. Um, I was playing Red Dead Redemption and it's kind of becoming a way to new new way to connect to some people and talk with them. The with the wonders of the internet. And you know, I'm talking about Wreck It Ralph and talking about the themes in there. And then at the end I, you know, I talked about my favorite video classic games. And the thing is, is and that's why where this whole thought process came from me, is that the the as I was playing, thinking about all these favorite games, every game, most of these games, as I went through them, the thing that always came to my mind was the people. I didn't remember just the game. I mean, the game helps. You have to have a good game for this to work. But what I remembered was the people. Like Halo 2. Why Halo 2 is, is one of my favorite games is because I remember in the peace center we would have our dorm rooms open and we'd be connected into the land into the network on our xbox and we would be playing halo 2 would we be like and you just like hear somebody snipe another guy like darn it sidious my character on there was sidious and i say i say that with pride because it wasn't very often i got anybody because i was kind of bad at it and so there's kind of a certain level of pleasure when i'd hear um, especially, it was, I think Jake, uh, there's a guy named Jake, um, he's also a pastor now, he was a guy that I think, he had his big booming voice, he was the one you, you would almost always hear down the hallway, and it was fun doing that, and I remember still, uh, one of the last days of semester, I think it was the semester, I think it was the last day of the semester, before we went off to Christmas break, and, uh, we were pretty much done with all of our classes, and me, uh, Dave, um, you know, Devin, and Nick, um, all my sweet mates, we were sitting there, and we decided to, we were going to play World of Warcraft, and we were, we were level 40. Now, understand, at this time, in world, this was vanilla wow, um, the, the cap level was 60. Now, later that week, like, I think it was over break that the Burning Crusade came out. It was like a couple weeks later. But Burning Crusade had not come out yet, which was the first expansion. This is Vanilla WoW. Level 60 was the cap, and we were at level 40. And we thought we were pretty much the bee's knees. We were pretty awesome. And so we decided we were going to go raid some of the villages. It was raid some places. And it was a lot of fun. You know, we went and raided. I, I think it was just one little moment. And this is the the relate. This is kind of a moment that was made fun because you had your friends, and it was. We were we, we finished raiding this town. I can't remember the name of the town. Um, it's in. It was a horde village, and we got we wiped out everything, and all that was left was the Griffin Master, and he was a level sixty. And we're sitting there. You know what? I think us three together could take him on. 
And so I sat back there and I pulled, charged up my fireball and fired it at him. My most powerful attack. And it did pretty decent on him. And then we learned the hard way that in this game, that if you attack the Griffin Master, the four Griffins that are right there, who are also level 65s, will come up and swoop and attack you, and they're stronger than the Griffin Master. And so it was such a funny moment watching, like I drop and hearing David, who's in the other room, we're, so we're sweeping, so the doors are open, but he's in the other room, hearing him kind of holler as he's trying to get away. And he did get the farthest of us, but he eventually got taken out by them. And, you know, this is what is fun about gaming. It's the relationships you develop through it. And it still holds true. Kids are playing Fortnite a lot. True. And it's the game, yes, and sometimes they're playing it solo, but a lot of it is the kids have their headsets on, and they're talking to their friends, they're socializing, even though they're across town. Sometimes they're... And so, this is my defense of video games. It's such... It is, va it is another way to develop social health, to develop socially as a person, to develop friendships, to develop relationships that are lifelong and so parents get worried about video games and I'm telling you that a lot of that worry I think is unwarranted um, it is like I said it is a way for your kids to have connected connections to have relationships to have stronger friendships and it's fun don't worry about the violence it's, you know, like I said, it's not going to produce violence. And to be honest, it's kind of like hunting is for many people. It's, it's a way to release steam. For me as a pastor, I can tell you, you know, just as a pastor, uh, being in the ministry has so many joys. I love being a pastor. I, I mean, there are so many reasons, and maybe that's another thing to talk about on another day. But there are so many reasons to love the ministry, love being a pastor. But while that is to be said, there are days where it's very tough. There's, you know, um, some of you are aware, you know, this last, the last three weeks, our congregation has had seven funerals. And it's really beginning to wear on us. Um, I'm right now on my way to Sioux City to visit a member. And who's in the hospital. And, you know, just before I left um, Ida Grove, I saw a helicopter coming in and out of the, the hospital. And I'm wondering, is that going to be one of my members that is in there? And so this is the difficulty of being a pastor. Is that I mean, there is challenging and it's emotionally challenging. And there's people that get upset with you because I'm going to tell you something. Pastors are not perfect. We fail all the time. We do and say stupid things all the time. We're going to get... Because, I mean, our job is to talk, to teach, to preach. And when your job, one of your biggest jobs is to speak, it is inevitable that you're going to say something that's going to make someone angry, especially... When part of your law is, to, your job is to proclaim the law. 
proclaim the, the law of Scripture, to say to people, you're a sinner. Say, this is a sin, this is a sin, and people don't like hearing it. So naturally, we're going to get people angry at times. And so, as a consequence, we need, you know, as a pastor, I need that time to get away. And everybody has their own um, outlet. And for me, video games is that. It's a way to release steam, to let go, and, you know, be at ease. And to be honest, I think video games, my experience, video games, if anything, release a lot of stress. And yes, there are people that yell and get angry at video games. But do you know what? We're releasing the anger that we probably have for something else on an inanimate object that is not going to be offended. <clears throat> That's why it's actually not that bad of a thing. Yes, I admit, I have gamer rage at times where I'm playing the game and I get mad like, that stupid gamer! I don't throw the controller, fortunately, because I don't want to break it. I don't want to break the TV or something like that because that's, that's, that's costly anger. So I have some caution on it. But um, but honestly, it releases anger. And it makes, honestly, I think I'd be a, I'm a much more at peace person. More peaceful person. More easygoing person because I have outlets like that. And so I, I guarantee it for many people that is the case. Um, people who commit violence, who happen to be playing violent video games, it's not the violent video games that caused it. They already have the violence in them. All right? The violent video game, the video games are a scapegoat for the, a larger problem. So, and it's an issue probably to be discussed elsewhere at another time. So there you go. There is my ramblings while I drive on Highway 20 um, into, on the way into Sioux City. Ramp. You know, that is my defense of video games for parents or grandparents or whoever who has those questions and wonders. So, um, if you are interested in my streaming, my stream on Twitch, uh, my my screen name is J10Magnus. Um, I predominantly play PlayStation 4 video games. Um, I do have, a, you know, I have a gaming PC, but I just, I've not really made much use of it. So, but if, you know, if you have any interest in um, listening to some of those games, go ahead. Uh, you, if you want to watch, listen, watch my streams, you could do that. Uh, so, anyways, that is what I've got for you today. Um, you all have a blessed day, a blessed afternoon. And if you're a gamer, and keep enjoying the gaming. If you're not a gamer, that's fine. You don't have to play them. You have your own outlets. You have your own ways to connect with people. The point here is don't get uptight about those who do choose gaming. It's just an outlet. You have yours. They have theirs. We're different people. God did not create us all the same. Don't get angry that people are not like you. All right? As long as we're talking about an issue that is ultimately really pretty amoral, um, not immoral, but amoral, not neither sinful nor a good work or whatever, don't get uptight about it. Let them enjoy it. 
I mean, if your kids are getting overboard and they're playing too many games, that's an issue. If they're neglecting their homework, if they're, ne if they're never going outside, getting exercise, that type of stuff, there's reasons. But it's not the video games themselves that's the problem. The problem is control, self-control, um, you know, practicing um, moderation in your gaming. And that is what it is. That's that way with everything. Social media, um, you know, watching good sports games, watching movies, um, quilting, um, crafting, and all those things are good to do. And you're thinking, well, now you might be thinking, well, crafting creates involves creativity and all these things. Actually, a lot of video games are pretty creative, too. Um, now, some of them are pretty lame-brained, but a lot of them, they require creativity. It requires thinking, problem-solving. I mean, you play, play, take, you know, the most popular game right now. It's called Fortnite. And kids are playing it so much. But, and, you know, like, my high, our youth, our high school youth at church, they're obsessed, some of them are obsessed with Fortnite. Same with our junior high kids. And, which is, you know, I played a little bit of it. It's, it's okay. It's, you know, I enjoyed it. It was fun enough, but it's, I don't, I don't like as much as our younger kids do. But it might, again, it's probably because all their friends are playing it. I don't have a lot of my friends like, hey man, you play that Fortnite game? I don't have friends talking about it. They do. So again, it's a part of the social hierarchy, the social experience in school. I don't have that. And so that connection is not there for me. I only, I, and the only real reason I played it was because our kids were talking about it. I wanted to know the game that they're talking about. Um, but the thing is, is in Fortnite, you strategize. You're trying to figure out how to survive, how to get to the end. It's strategizing. And they give you all these different tools. You have these sets of tools. you got to go find things, or maybe you got to learn how to hide. Um, there's all different kinds of things you'd come up with to try to strategize and figure out how to succeed in the game. And it's it's problem solving that is helpful those are skills that you need and not to mention these games give these expansive worlds and foster creativity and they and there are jobs that can be inspired they could become graphics designers they could work on computers there are so many things that it leads it, there are skills in video gaming that can lead to careers even military looks at video gamers for some of their positions because they're useful for some of the technologies that the military uses. Alright, so I mean, this is um so don't get uptight, don't get angry about it, let your kids enjoy it. They have their outlets, you have your outlets and so and you know what? Here's an idea. You see your kid playing a game and you're like don't go, you should stop playing that video game, rah, rah, rah. Don't do that, all right? Go, so you know what? Hey, what, I'd love to play this with you. How, how about I play around? And your kids, and have fun with it, joke with it. And if you're bad at it, practice humility. Because believe it or not, video games do teach that. If you're bad at a game, but it's kind of fun, there's a sense of humility. Like I was talking about Halo 2. 
I learned humility in that game because I was like that white kid in basketball, like me at basketball, <laughs> who would play the game but was not very good at it. And every now and then I get a good shot, but otherwise I wasn't very good. So I empathize. And so sit there and have fun. Laugh at yourself. Practice you, you know, showing your humility. Have fun with your kids. And you will bond with them. It's a bonding moment. Not a moment always to lecture them. And you know what? If you bond with them in the game, say, hey, hey, you know what? what? Hey, son or daughter, because believe it or not, girls play video games too. It's not a boy thing. Don't tell them, don't tell girls they can't be a gamer because it's unladylike. That's hogwash. That's the culture that told you that. Not There's nothing that says that girls can't be gamers. Um, but anyways, what you do, what you could, you know what, if you take time and you spend time with them when they're gaming, maybe they're going to be like, hey, you know what, I we're going to be going to this Hey, we're going to go work on the car. So why don't you come out and work on the car with me? You know what? And that is a bonding moment, too. And they learn from that. Take in, this is taking interest in what your kids do, what your kids like. Have fun. So, anyways, that's what I got for you today. I know I said that many times already. But that's where I'm going to end at. And, and actually end at because I'm now pulling into Sioux City. Um, I hope that you enjoyed this and hopefully gave you some food for thought. So the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you, be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you his peace. Amen. A blessed Monday to you. And again, I am Pastor Neil Wemus. I am a pastor at St. Paul Lutheran Church in Ida Grove, Iowa. And if you'd like to catch me streaming on Twitch, you can find it at J10 Magnus.